It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back. We're into the 2 o'clock hour, the final hour of today's episode of Live Mike. And because it is 2 o'clock, it means, of course, that we have arrived at the top two at 2 o'clock, where for a few moments we spend uh, the time here shooting the breeze and reviewing the top two stories uh, of the day. Now, I've said this before. Let me say it again. What qualifies a story to be one of the top two at 2 o'clock here on Live Mike? And the answer is, if this is something that you can take home to your uh, kitchen table and discuss uh, between you, your spouse, and your family members there as you break bread with one another, if it is worthy of conversation, if it spurs uh, debate, and if it is something uh, that is worthy of discussion in your home, well, it's going to find its way into the top two at 2 o'clock. Today's top two both come from the Utah State Legislature. We are in the waning weeks of the 2021 general session of the Utah legislature. And uh, for that matter, as is the case every year, the attention paid to uh, various measures before the legislature uh, comes to the forefront. And so today here on the program and in uh, likely many programs upcoming until uh, the session is gaveled out, uh, we're going to be paying a lot of attention to what's happening on Utah's Capitol Hill. Important for a number of reasons. The laws that are passed there are the ones, uh, you know, pardon the frank terms, by which your lives are governed. Yeah, uh, the laws that are passed or or repealed, right? You're not just adding laws. Uh, sometimes, sometimes laws are repealed. <laughs> Luckily for us here in Utah, that happens more often than in other states. But uh, anyway, regardless, <clears throat> it's big stuff. It's important stuff. And it may have an impact on your life. First story uh, has to do with a piece of legislation called the Preserving Sports for Female uh, Students Act. It's HB 302, sponsored by Representative Kira Berkland, who was a guest on this program uh, early this morning, early uh, this afternoon, earlier this afternoon. Uh, she was initially scheduled to uh, join Dave and Dejanovic on their program, uh, but uh, was pulled into a last-minute meeting about this very piece of legislation. Very basically, uh, HB 302, the Preserving Sports for Female Students uh, Act, would do this. It would prohibit uh, it would prohibit a transgender female from participating in athletic activities designated for female students. So, uh, someone born biologically male uh, later in life identifies as a female. That individual uh, would be prohibited from uh, participating in athletic activities that were designated for female students, that in the, in the high school setting, all right? Uh, and, well, in, in that form, where's the bill gone? It passed the House and is now before the, the Senate. But, uh, interestingly, last week, uh, Thursday, I believe it was, uh, during, during an address delivered, a, a question-and-answer period following an address delivered by uh, Governor Spencer Cox, he was asked, about this uh, legislation. 
And I think I, I think I have some some audio on what uh, the governor had to say. Yeah, uh, let me share with you a, a bit of what Governor Spencer Cox had to say as he announced his intention not to sign off on the bill as it stood then. But stay tuned because there have been developments. This is what the governor had to say last week, and I'll tell you what's being said today uh, following this clip from the governor. These kids are they're just trying to stay alive. You know, there's a reason none of them are playing sports. Um, and so it's I, I just I just think there's a better way. He continued by addressing the two sides of this debate. This is one of the most complicated and difficult bills that we have this session. The, the, the main reason that it's complicated and difficult is that both sides of this issue are actually right. In this same conference, Governor Cox indicated that he would not be signing off on the bill. Well, today, this morning... Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Representative Kira Berkland was in meetings which uh, where where it was discussed certain tweets After hours that of- could potentially come to this piece of legislation to uh, make it maybe more palatable for both the legislators yet to vote on it and, most importantly, uh, the governor who had indicated uh, his dissatisfaction with the original form. Now, what could those what could those changes look like? Well, I asked I asked the representative. Again, this bill uh, would prohibit uh, transgender females uh, from participating in athletic activities designated for female students, uh, born as a biological male uh, and later in life identifying as a female. Uh, this piece of legislation originally would prohibit prohibit uh, wholesale the participation in athletic athletic activities for female students. But some potential tweaks uh, signaled by Representative Berkland twofold. Number one has to do with scholarships. One of the arguments against allowing uh, transgender females from participating against uh, female student athletes was that uh, when it comes to competing for scholarships, that there are certain physical advantages that the transgender females would have over the female uh, students, and that when it came time uh, to apply for scholarships, they would be, uh, you know, at an unfair advantage. The first proposal, uh, the first proposed amendment here, would be an exclusion from uh, scholarship competition uh, by those transgender athletes. That's number one. Number two would address the question of safety. And there is a list right now being compiled uh, which would uh, mean or which would call for certain contact sports to be off limits, at least in competition, to uh, transgender uh, female athletes. Now, uh, the representative, Representative Berkland, who I should point out, uh, a high school basketball referee, interestingly, uh, and a mother of uh, six children. She, she says that, that these students uh, would still be able to participate uh, on the practice teams and uh, to support the teams in other ways, but in a certain list, which is being constructed right now, that there would be uh, a an exclusion from competition uh, within those uh, contact sports. So fascinating, fascinating development. We are unsure now, though, is uh, how the governor feels about these proposed changes, uh, the extent of his involvement in bringing them about, and ultimately, before the end of the legislative session, what exactly will happen here. We'll continue to follow it. Uh, The second story, very briefly, uh, returns us to St. George and Washington County, 
in the campus of Dixie State University. Uh, the question remains, should that university have its name changed? Uh, the board of Dixie State University voted unanimously yes. The House of Representatives here on Utah's Capitol Hill has voted overwhelmingly yes. Right now, it is stalled, stalled in the Utah State Senate. Will that, will that uh, will the lawmakers, rather, behind that stall, will they relent? And will uh, leadership ultimately uh, put this to the Senate for a full vote and ultimately uh, leave it up to the governor, who Governor Cox, who has indicated a willingness to uh, sign such a piece of legislation? Fascinating debate. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, quick break. When we return, my guest, former Congressman Ben McAdams. He's up to a lot. But what is it? What's he doing? What's he working on these days? And what are his plans for 2022? We'll try to find out next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.